Hello and welcome to Season 4 of the Littlest Petcast. I am your host, James, and today, to begin the final season, we are looking at the episode, The Tortoise and the Air. And it starts with Blythe recording a video blog, and they keep saying video blog throughout the entirety of the episode, despite the fact that the word vlog exists and is used is someone just like that technical about this we're like no you can't use vlog because it's too jargony but like if your audience is like supposed to be younger there's a possibility that they know what a vlog is and even if they don't Saying video blog once and then saying vlog for the remainder of the episode is also fine because they know what you're talking about. So, (laughs) Blythe is recording this vlog to figure out what she wants to be when she grows up, which kind of like latches on nicely to that last short. And so she tells the viewers about herself. So she lives in downtown city and goes to downtown city high, which I have two points of contention with. And you've probably heard both of them to death if you've been listening for the past three seasons. (laughs) So first off, again, this is a city of two million people. There has to be more than one high school. How did they get away with downtown city high school? (laughs) There just has to be. I am stunned. Like, it's not even like downtown city west or downtown city east or like downtown city southeast. Something like that even. Downtown city northwest. Give it... The, like, you know, Hitchcock vibe. Because when I think Northwest, I always think North by Northwest. I mean, I guess there's also Pacific Northwest. But, either way. And second, Blythe is confirmed to be in high school, which I still somewhat refuse to believe. Like, Okay, maybe now she's in high school. Like, maybe now she's a freshman. But I don't believe for a second that she started the series in high school. Like, not for a second. At best, she's 5'1". But it does not look that way. Like, she she looks like, like a short middle school student. And so does, like, everyone else that Blythe socializes with. Generally, they look short. They don't. They don't look that tall. I don't. Like I'd place Blythe's height somewhere between, like, three ten and five one. And that that's really like the only thing that tells me that like. Blythe is in middle school instead of high school. But, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, 
like they don't confirm anyone's height in this either. They just say, "Oh, the animals are little in the pet shop or the universe, except when they're not. Most animals are little. Some animals aren't." Oh boy. Oh boy, I have a full page and I'm on this tangent already. I have a full page just on, you know, like everything before the opening. And I'm not, I'm deviating from that even. <laughs> but like, also I guess like timelines need to be established. I don't know, there's there's just a lot that I don't know about this universe. And like how, like how does it do heights? Or, like, how does it do time? Like, this is... This is really frustrating. Because, like, I don't know, like... It, it feels like there needs to be a clearer understanding of what this world is like. And I'll be getting into that later. Oh, boy. Oh boy, trust me on that one. So, Blythe also talks about how her dad is a pilot, and then she explains her love of fashion, and how she does pet fashion, and she set up Pet Fest, and also won the Pet Fashion Expo, but then decides that that might be a little too much information about pets. And people might think she's weird. So, on cue, Penny and Vinny come up and are screaming about something. So Blythe continues her vlog and explains that, like, she does fashion stuff for humans as well. But then, like, Penny and Vinny, like, bother her so much to the point where Blythe asks what's up. And Penny and Vinny explains that they both have shows that are airing at the same time that they want to watch. With Penny, it's Celebrity Face Plant. And with Vinny, it's shake a leg. And, I, like, it might seem odd that there's a celebrity faceplant considering it's a pet game show. But there are seemingly enough pet celebrities for that to make sense. Even, like, minor pet celebrities. And also, like, Vinny's favorite show still being shake a leg is a bit surprising considering that you know, the judges laughed him off. But then he did win with Blythe. So maybe all is forgiven? I don't know. It's It really seems like Vinny's new favorite show should be like... I don't know. The... The... Not... The Shake-A-Leg competition. Which would be... I don't know what that would be. But, you know what, you do you, Vinny. So, uh, Blythe then tells them to record Penny's show and watch Vinny's now. Then she has to get back to her vlog. And then she realizes what just happened and checks it out. And sure enough, it recorded her talking to the pets. And here, here's something. Here, here's another little tangent. So, I don't know if this is for our benefit or if it's a new hard rule but when played back 
You hear Vinny and Penny's animal noises instead of what they're saying. And that's either for our benefit to see what, like, we, like, we're going to see if Blythe were to upload it. But more likely, I think, is that Blythe cannot translate recordings of animals. Or if, like, an animal noise is recorded, it's recorded as an animal sound. Which is a good defense mechanism for Blythe. Because if, like, someone were to play a recording, like... And then they asked, like, oh, what's the what's the sound this animal makes or something? Like, Blythe will be able to imitate the sound and not have to guess based on, you know, what everyone else is doing. Especially if she's the first one. Although that is a weirdly specific set of circumstances. Hmm. I don't know. It, I mean, it's something... I guess I guess it's also a protection method because like if like Blythe is watching something she doesn't want to see like you know like well I, no she wants to it's just the like I don't think she could handle like you know all of the animals of the world being in trouble and her being like the only one that like knows it It'll just put too much pressure on her. So maybe there's that? This is odd. So, Blythe is embarrassed about the vlog. But Vinny and Penny thinks that they look good in the camera. And then they go to set up the DVR. So Young Me then gives Blythe a call and asks what's up. Blythe complains that while she was recording her vlog... I will keep using that word because that's what it is. Uh, And then when she was doing that, she was interrupted by the pets and they made her look like a weird person who speaks to pets. And then Youngmi says, you are a weird person who speaks to pets. Minus the weird part. And then downstairs, Vinny and Penny realize that neither of them knows how to set up the DVR. Which is which is nice. And Vinny says that, you know, I'll go get Blythe. And then Blythe continues to vent and says that she likes fashion design, but she wants to try other things. But the instant she does, she keeps getting interrupted by all sorts of pets. And then, uh, like, Young Me says that, like, they're friends. And Blythe's like, yeah, but, like, I'm the only one who can talk to animals. No one else knows what it's like to be distracted like this. So, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna, like, start with this, like, rant. Because there's gonna be, like, a through line to, like, my ranting in this episode for the most part. So let's start with this. One thing I find off about Littlest Pet Shop, the show, is that despite its scale and the amount of weirdness it has, Blythe is the only confirmed person with powers. Like, 
I make up powers for, you know, these pets and other humans for them to have. But Blythe is the only one with, like, hey, you have an ability that most people don't have. And, like, just one other person with a confirmed power would be nice. I don't need, like, the Justice League to show up and be like, oh, you know, that, that too. Like, I don't know, it also, like, kind of bothers me about, like, the Arrowverse when I was, like, watching it actively where, like, uh, like, Flash Season 1, like, that one thing, like, caused all superpowers. That bothers me because like it's just this place and it's like I don't I don't like that it's just like oh it's this place is weird everything else is normal but I don't I don't agree to that that is not a thing that like makes sense the world is a rich tapestry, one part being, like, too peculiar, like, doesn't necessarily jive with me. Like, I don't know, it it doesn't make sense to me. Like, what really gets me is that, like, other contrivances of the show are written off as comedic or this is just how the universe works. And that that gets me cuz like like some of the things like that are comedic like they are comedic but they might be like a little too they might be going a little too hard on that comedy. If that makes sense. It's like... Like, Teen Titans can be comedic. But Teen Titans Go is a lot more comedic. Whether or not one is more successful than the other at doing that... Is a matter of debate. And I'm not going to go into it. But Teen Titans Go puts all of its eggs in the comedy basket whereas Teen Titans original uh like has some eggs in the comedy basket but it doesn't go too hard on that and i feel like like Lilith's pet shop wants to put only some of its eggs in its comedy basket but it is going a little too hard on it, it it's treating like that basket is the Teen Titans level of comedy baskets I have lost this metaphor somehow but my other point is like <clears throat> like the stuff that's treated as a facet of the universe some of it is fine like I like the over the top Twilight parody that this universe has I mean, I don't even dislike some of the stuff that's, like, too weird for me. Like, I don't think Kung Fu Quilting is 
like not a good joke. I think it's a good joke, but they they treat it like it's a five when it's really a fifteen, and like that that just bothers me, and like other aspects as well. It's just. I keep coming back to Kung Fu Quilting because it is so striking. It like, it like hit me hard. It sticks with me. It is odd. So anyway, Vinny comes up to ask about the DVR when Young Me asks Blythe if she's going to stop talking to the pets. And Blythe says... Yes, I'm going to stop talking to them very sarcastically, but since it's Vinny, he thinks it's real and leaves saddened. And then Young Me asks for clarification, and Blythe says that she wasn't being serious, which I also have to sometimes ask for clarification on sarcasm. Oh well. Meanwhile, Vinny is very upset about Blythe not talking to them anymore. Understandably so. And that... That is where the intro happens. We aren't even three minutes into the episode proper, and we're almost 20 into this show. We're, we're doing great. So later, Blythe is putting things away in the shop, and the pets are observing her and worried that what Vinny said is true. Russell says that it's probably just a misunderstanding, but Vinny says that he's accurate accurate right about this stuff he does not say accurate correctly that is not a thing on my part that is a thing on him so russell goes to talk to blythe to clear up this misunderstanding however blythe ignores russell and eventually russell comes to believe it and penny freaks out because they need blythe she wonders who will tell them which show to watch live and which one to record. And she is legitimately upset about this, which is slightly amusing. But then the pets leave and Mrs. Twombly enters. She tries getting Blythe's attention, but she can't. She grabs Blythe's head and Blythe turns around and says sorry and pulls out her earbuds, clarifying that she can't hear anything with them on, <laughs> which also is a nice little j- joke. It's a nice little ribbon on that bit. So Mrs. Trombley explains that today's day camper is Speedy Shelberg. His owner, Mr. Jones, moved here recently and is dropping him off today while he gets settled in. Speedy then says that Mr. Jones is his 22nd owner, or is it his 23rd? (laughs) By the way, Speedy has eyebrows. It's odd, I don't know. So, like, he's a tortoise and he has eyebrows. Like, bushy eyebrows. Just just to make him look old. So, Mrs. Tomley asks Blythe how old she thinks Speedy is. And Blythe says 10. But Mrs. Tomley says that she's way off and he's actually 150. And then Speedy says, it's not the years, it's the mileage. <laughs> I love Speedy. I love Speedy. He... <laughs> He's great. You will see that later, but he's great. So, this is Tomley that says that Speedy has a tendency to run off if unsupervised. 
Fife laughs it off and continues to stack stuff as Speedy scurries along the counter. So the pets are in distress about Blythe not talking to them. Speedy then comes in and complains about the heat, and it hasn't been this hot since the summer of 39. <laughs> this is amazing. So, Vinny says that they're inside, but Speedy says that he's 150, and if I say we're outside, we're outside. Russell is impressed by this, and Vinny wonders what life will be like when they're 150. So he imagines a scenario where the pet shop, it's basically the Jetsons. It is just the Jetsons. There's like a little strand, there's flying cars, it's a little strand of the platform and the building on it, although I think it's more than one building. And like, (laughs) Vinny is rallying everyone. And Sunil asks that with all of Vinny's robot parts, is he still Vinny? Vinny says that his head is still his, and so is his tail, because a gecko's tail always regrows. <laughs> so they're all gathered for Blythe's 150th, which proves that the animals like do age at the same rate as like humans. Like this was soft confirmed back in uh, uh, Hedgehog in the Plastic Bubble with, like, Russell, uh, Quilling, I think that was. And, like, Hedgehogs only quill, like, you know, roughly at the same amount where, like, their, where their terrible twos would be in, like, comparison to human lives and during adolescence. So... Yeah, like, unless specified otherwise. So, uh, they say happy birthday to Blythe as she gets down, but Blythe ignores them, and the pets chase after her, saying that 150 years is a long time for the silent treatment. And then the pets freak out because they do not want to not talk to Blythe for 150 years. (laughs) Oh, boy. Speedy, meanwhile, says that he could use a spritz and goes into the dumbwaiter thinking it's a shower. Oh boy. Like, I mean, a lot of Speedy, a lot of his humor is like, you know, like, his mind is a bit going, but, like, he still has some of it there. Like, I don't, I don't feel bad laughing at the jokes that Speedy provides. Like, I don't feel bad about that, because, like, like, he's clearly not, like, completely out there. But he's just, like, misunderstanding things. I don't know. It's it's weird. But I, I kind of like it. Blythe tries to vlog again, but she doesn't have any idea what she wants to be when she grows up. She then hears Speedy singing and checks the dumbwaiter. Speedy is unsatisfied with the water pressure... And Blythe says that it's a dumb waiter. Speedy then says, The waiter might not be dumb. Maybe it's a new menu. <laughs> Which, I... Oh, like, everything out of Speedy's mouth is gold. <laughs> like... <laughs> I can't. I can't. Anyway, so he asks if he interrupted something, but Blythe says it's fine. Speedy says, My eyesight isn't what it used to be, but I can see when someone has the blues. What's wrong? 
he's just so endearing. Uh, he also calls Blythe Betty, and then Blythe says her name is Blythe, and Speedy thinks that Blythe is what's getting Betty down, but Blythe explains that her name is Blythe, but uh, you called me Betty. Speedy explains that she looks just like a former owner of his, Betty Smith. Blythe asks if Betty knew what she wanted to be, and Speedy says that his memory isn't what it used to be. But he does remember that Betty can talk to pets just like Blythe. I know I know, I said another person, but I'm just going to put a pin in that for a little bit. So this shocks Blythe, and she wants to ask more, but she notices that Speedy got away. She remarks on how fast he is and goes to find him. She calls out for him, but then trips over him, and Speedy says, No need to shout, my hearing is still perfect. <laughs> oh boy. Speedy is so endearing. So, Blythe asks about Betty, and Speedy begins to explain how Betty confided in him. He then goes off on a tangent where he thinks he might be confusing her with Theodore Roosevelt, and he says that Theodore would always put love you cushions onto Mrs. Roosevelt's chair. <laughs> Which is so... Oh, I love this guy. I love this tortoise. Tortoises are endearing. I can see why Chilled Chaos loves them. So, Blythe tries to get him back to the girl who can talk to animals, but Speedy thinks that he's talking to Betty again, and it's like, why, that's you! And Blythe tries to correct him, but he thinks Betty is trying to exercise his memory... He then thinks to do his calisthenics, and then pops out of Blythe's hands and puts on sweatbands, which again, reptiles don't sweat, but this might be more of a fashion statement. Blythe says that Speedy might be confused, but Speedy says he's still sharp as attack. He then asks Blythe to check his watch because he thinks it's a few minutes late. In reality, though, it's a yo-yo, and Blythe is like, yeah, sharp as attack. <laughs> so... The pets are trying to figure out what to do about Blythe not speaking to them. And Russell suggests reverse psychology. When asked, Vinny jumps in with his own answer, which is to do everything in reverse. When asked how this would work, Sunil says he saw this in a movie. It will eventually reverse the Earth's rotation and time will go backwards before Blythe decided not to speak with them. <laughs> So, out of every single possible Superman reference, this one? Oh, boy. Like, they don't even actually do it fantasy. They talk about it like it's a legitimate theoretical thing that they could do. And Sunil spins the globe, and then he gets flung by it. And he says, I did not see that in the movie. And then Speedy comes by and asks about the bus stop. Russell says that this isn't the bus stop, it's the littlest pet shop. Speedy can tell that they're having a problem and wants to help. And everyone else is like, no, but Vinny wants to hear him out because of his experience. Russell explains what's going on and Speedy says that, like, Betty did this a lot, it's just a phase. And then Russell deems that as no help, but Vinny is holding out hope. Speedy then asks about the bus stop again. <laughs> so Blythe is bummed out in her kitchen and Roger comes in and asks what's wrong. 
Blythe says that she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life. And Roger says, is that all? Blythe continues to express worry, but Roger reassures her that she'll figure it out. She's still young. She should get some life experience. Blythe is like, yeah, I guess that's true. And then Blythe thanks her dad. She then says, like, speaking of life experience, the pet shop has a tortoise who's 150. That's a, that's a lot of life experience there. And Roger tells Blythe that her mom used to have a tortoise whom she named Speedy Shelberg. <laughs> Blythe is interested and asks about that. Roger says that the two were inseparable. Wherever they went out, people would say, There goes Betty and Speedy. And then Blythe says, I thought Mom's name was Lauren. <laughs> so while this is happening, Roger's grabbing a drumstick, some sausage links, and some mustard from the fridge and explains that Betty was a nickname she had when she was younger. Not sure how that happened, though. <laughs> and Blythe's like, Betty Baxter? And Roger's like, that's what she was after she married me. Her last name used to be Smith. And Blythe darts off, which causes Roger to turn around, like, holding the piece of bread he was putting mustard on. But he's still squirting the mustard, so she's going on the table, which is a nice little detail. But it is blink and you'll miss it. Okay, so now, now I can take the pen out because we have a lot to unpack. So first, when I said someone else, I did mean, like, completely unrelated. It being, like, this kind of familial thing. Like, while a solid explanation like i i want to see like someone completely unrelated having a power it's just weird that it's like contained to like like a specific thing especially in a world that is weird in and of itself outside of this like, if Blythe could not talk to animals, I would still classify this show as being weird. So, uh, another thing. Secondly, neither of the explanations given from the first episode hold water anymore. Which, then why do that? I mean, I guess it's like one of those things where they didn't quite have an answer or they didn't want to answer it and then they thought to answer it later. But there's like the two explanations in the first episode are Blythe's wish or dumbwaiter accidents. And third, if you were going to confirm why Blythe talks to animals, why did you need to do the episode Room Enough, where the entire point of the episode is we don't need world building, and then you start the season off by world building? I just don't like this inconsistency. Okay. And last for now, for now I will point out, is that, like, the Laura Betty thing is the perfect example of the show's ability to confuse me and just how weird it is. 
Like, it's a legitimately funny thing. But, this is a big moment. It's the first time we as an audience are getting to know Blythe's mom outside of the context of she had to have existed at one point and she's not around anymore. And the series does not shy away from the fact that Roger is a single parent. Does not shy away from that. In fact, like one of the first episodes, uh, Mina Isn't Your Color, is about that. It's about that idea. And also, this is Blythe getting a glimpse into figuring out something she didn't know about herself. It's a very important moment. And just in the bit, in the, like, Laura Betty thing, it gets goofy for a second. But it's, like, it still kind of throws it off a little bit. Like, to explain, to take an example from My Little Pony, in the episode A Perfect Pair, it has jokes, sure, but the apples are also learning about their parents, and the jokes aren't that goofy. They aren't, like, you know, like, Pinkie Pie isn't in the episode defying gravity on all sorts of machines. Like, that that's the kind of thing, like, that's what this Laura Betty thing is. Or more, to prove my thesis statement, like, it also just feels like a gag taken out of Phineas and Ferb. It kind of has the same flavor or consistency as the joke in, like, the Mix and Mingle Machine song. Where someone says, like, I'm being followed by a rooster. And then we see the rooster and he says, yeah, I'm following that guy. Like, that is classic. That is comedy gold. I love it. And, like, everything, like, from that, it just... It just, it just feels like a mesh of the two and it's not jiving with me. It's just odd. Because, like, Phineas and Ferb's whole thing is that it's extremely goofy. That's what it is. And MLP's thing is that it is, like, somewhat goofy, but also somewhat serious. And it does that well, too. And even though some of the, like, goofy stuff is nonsensical... Like, the world it takes place in is already nonsensical to, like, the human eye. So, it's not that weird in that world. Meanwhile, whatever Phineas and Ferb are doing, it is that weird in that world, but that world is that weird. It's, it, like, it it matches everything. Littlest Pet Shop doesn't. It's essentially, uh, like, when Yahtzee was talking about uh, Saints Row 4, how he talked about Saints Row 3 as, like, uh, like going back and forth between the tone of, like, Saints Row 4 and Saints Row 2, where, like, Saints Row 4 is, like, this solid through line of, like, 
utter craziness and Saints Row 2 is like kind of out there and Saints Row 3 fluctuates between the two. That's what this show is for me. So that's all for now, but I do have more rants later. So then Blythe rushes down through the dumbwaiter to get to the pet shop and she asks for Speedy, but the pets are ignoring her and Blythe is confused. And then Penny laughs and then tells Blythe that they're using reverse psychology. And then when asked for what, Penny says to get you to talk to us again, which you are. Hey, everyone, Blythe is talking to us again. <laughs> like, it's a really, really funny moment. And it's not it's not too goofy either. It's <laughs> it's completely in character. I love it. It's a, it's a nice little moment. And the pets are ecstatic that Blythe is talking to them again. Blythe asks why you thought I wasn't talking to you. And Zoe explains that Vinny said that she said that. Blythe explains that she didn't really mean it. And like she was just venting and everything. And she says that she always wants to talk to them. Except for right now. Because she needs to talk to Speedy. Because not only was his owner her mom but her mom could talk to pets and the pets are shocked so uh she thinks that like her mom might have went through all the stuff that she went through and talking to speedy would be the closest thing Blythe will get to talking to her mom so we're talking about now this is a soft confirmation that Blythe's mom is dead and first Blythe says like wasn't mom's name Lauren not isn't mom's name Lauren and now we get some conversation confirmation that Blythe hasn't talked to her mom and probably will not it's still possible that Blythe's mom is missing somewhere but this feels like they've pushed the needle towards the dead thing. And then now this has me thinking. Recently I finished an anime called Raycan, which I'm just going to say is Raycan. I don't know how to say it actually. It's R-E-K-A-N! Exclamation point. So that anime is about a girl who can see ghosts. So before I begin... I do wish to clarify that that is the only thing off about this world. And I don't mind that as much. And it's not like everything else is like goofy around it. It just it just feels like like the scale is so limited to just like this girl and her life in high school who can see ghosts. And it it just it doesn't feel like the greater world is that weird outside of this like it could be but we don't know cuz we're only in this microcosm littlest pet shop does not have that to fall back on like there's a city of 2 million blythe like the the blythe travels the world there's just a lot to go on Whereas in Raycan, it's just this. So, 
it, it just it feels normal outside of this and I'm fine with that because of what I just said so to explain Raycan is a comedy slash make you sad show and it balances itself well with those aspects unlike Little's Pet Shop and onto like my actual point spoilers for Raycan if you want to watch it which I do recommend you do I like it I enjoy it I can understand that it's not everyone's cup of tea but it is in one of my favorite genres horror elements in non-horror settings so spoilers for Raycon Hibiki the girl who can see the ghosts gets her ability from her mom her mom is dead and it is later revealed that her mom's ghost lives in her brain and by her being there she curates Hibiki's sixth sense and leaves it intact so maybe it's that maybe Blythe's mom's ghost is inside of Blythe holding together Blythe's ability to speak to animals <laughs> or maybe maybe like the like drop down the dumbwaiter kind of like loosened that up and like Blythe's mom was in there trying to keep it like under wraps but because like of all the stuff that we'll see later but the fall down the dumbwaiter like kind of like set it loose and now she's maintaining it and keeping it so that like she can except for the medicine maybe it's just oh boy this is this is there's a lot of moving parts to this but basically that's that's what I'm going with and it is kind of along the same lines as Sakura's mom helping Sakura out, which I mentioned, like, previously. And also how, like, the biscuit was purified instantly in, um... Uh, uh, I, I forgot the name of the episode. I don't care about that episode. The, like, the dog show episode, which I don't like. I don't care. And whatever wait no i can pull it up quick just uh it was terriers and tiaras yes that's it that's it so maybe it is like all of those moving parts that like can make this make sense i say can because i can't be sure of any of this this is all coming out of me this is all my head canon, and the show doesn't explain otherwise. It doesn't explain anything, and sometimes when it does explain, it gives us more questions than answers. Like this, like this whole episode is like a little more questions than answers. But I mean, it is kind of the point. I'm gonna go into that later as well. But, like, that that's kind of where my new headcanon is at. It's like, 
the ghost mom in the brain. Kind of. Okay. So back to the episode. Blythe and the pets look for Speedy when and they can't find him. And Vinny specifically calls out he's not under this decorative rock, which we can tell is Speedy's shell. And they decide to check Mrs. Tomley's office. And sure enough, Speedy pops out, checks his yo-yo, and says it's time for his afternoon constitutional. He then walks on. So Blythe asks how far he could have gotten, and then asks where they last saw him. Vinny says that he was waiting for the bus, but Blythe says that the only place you could get a bus is outside. They then check outside, and Speedy is outside in a crosswalk. So Blythe and the pets head out to get Speedy. And Russell's like, of course we can catch him, he's a tortoise! Sunil then reminds Russell of the story of the tortoise and the hare, in which the tortoise wins because of the hare's overconfidence. Russell's like, that's just a story. So then Speedy's at the bus stop, and then the bus comes, and then he isn't. And Blythe thinks that he got on the bus. And Sunil's like, just a story, eh? Russell's like, that's impossible. And Vinny's like, I told you he was smart. And then Vinny hears Speedy talking to someone and points it out. So Speedy's at the skate park, uh, hitting on a green helmet who he thinks is another tortoise. <laughs> and he says that his name is Speedy Shelberg. And yes, that is his real name. Which... Is it? Because according to Roger, Blythe's mom gave him that name, and for being 150, I don't think she was owner, he was, yeah, she was owner one of 22 or 23. So Speedy leans on the skateboard the helmet is on, and then rolls off. He then says, not that I'm complaining, but aren't we moving a little too fast? <laughs> uh, Speedy, Speedy gets me every time. And then Blythe and the pets follow him, and he ends up at a construction site. Speedy lands in front of a bulldozer, and he says it's time for his meditation break, and then meditates. He then gets lifted by a crane, and when he lands at the top of a building that is under construction, he says, meditation can take you to new heights. I can't. I can't. Speedy is too endearing. <laughs> so... Blaith and the pets try to catch him, but when they run upstairs, Speedy was heading down the elevator, and he says, This isn't the health club! And then when the group gets up, Blaith figures he must have taken the elevator down, so they go down, only for Speedy to go up. So they head up, and they are tired going up. Blaith can't find Speedy, but Russell points him out. Speedy is currently putting on a swimming cap, and gets ready to dive off a board that Speedy must think is a diving board. Everyone tries to stop him, but he jumps. And in midair, Speedy says, They drained up the pool again? Why doesn't anyone ever tell me these things? And then a parachute pops out. Blythe is like, Oh good, he had a parachute. He had a parachute? Which, pointing out some of the weird aspects doesn't make the weirdness or the questions about them go away. But, hey, at least Speedy's not going to die hurling towards the ground. So, Blythe and the pets, like, beat Speedy down, and Blythe catches Speedy, and Speedy tells Blythe, you going swimming too? Well, don't bother. They drain the pool. <laughs> He's so endearing. <laughs> like, 
Obviously, Blathos isn't going swimming, but he's just so nice. I love it. Russell asks where Speedy got a parachute, and Speedy explains that it was an old toy someone stashed in his cell, and he takes it out, and it's a toy soldier with a parachute. Speedy remembers that he has something in his shell for Betty, who he still thinks is Blythe. Uh, or who still... Uh, Speedy thinks that Blythe is Betty. He pulls out Betty's journal, and Blythe is amazed. And instead of correcting Speedy, Blythe just pretends that she's Betty and asks about the journal. Speedy tells uh, Betty that... She had the journal because she knew no one else could talk to animals, and her journal was the only way of, uh, like, talking and thinking things through. Blythe opens it up and reads a passage, and it reads uh, just like what Blythe is going through, where Betty thought that, like, she knew what she wanted to do, but when she found out she could talk to animals, everything turned upside down. She then goes on to explain that, yes, she can talk to pets. She knows it sounds crazy, but she's confiding in this journal, and she's glad she is. Speedy then tells Betty that she was always worried about what she wants to do, but assures her that she's still young and there's a lot of life in her. And Blythe warms up to that sentiment. So, back at Blythe's home later, she starts vlogging again, and she introduces the vlog or the people watching to her pets her pet friends rather Blythe talks about how she learned about someone who was just like her and that person turned out to be someone amazing she says that the future isn't necessarily something to worry about because the future can hold many possibilities like being a pilot being a fashion designer being a pet shop owner or even being a mom and yes, the future can also hold distractions. And however, though, those distractions are a part of life and that she has come to accept them. She concludes with a shot of her and her pet friends encircling her, which ends the episode. Okay, so let's finish unpacking here. I still maintain that while this is a logical explanation, I don't think it's exactly enough to justify all that is weird with the world again one more person with powers or like a different family with powers like one more like completely separated person with powers would make this make sense i don't think this about raycan because everything else in the show seems normal and it's also like focusing on this like little microcosm this little reality where like i don't know like it feels big even like little's pet shop feels big even if they don't leave downtown city like let's just point out blythe was on the morning news because someone thought the nest that landed on her head was a fashion statement and Blythe also works with and for, like, a big publishing company. Like, there's just a lot, even to downtown city. 
Whereas like Raycan just feels like a like a little microcosm where other odd things could be happening, but we aren't paying attention to that. The, the fact that we are paying attention to all this other stuff just kind of makes it eh. But like I will say, while like Raycan feels mostly grounded in reality and Little's Pet Shop doesn't, like, it not being completely grounded in reality, like, does work for it at times. As much as I'm complaining about it, it it does do, like, fun and entertaining things. So, on to the main event. And this is going to be, like, a little bit of lost potential. So, I'm going to be spoiling stuff about the show and the future of the show not a whole lot i don't think but maybe enough so if you don't want to like hear that stuff maybe just stop but for the rest of you or if you're coming back after you've gotten to everything and are listening hi again so here we go i think that this kind of serves as like a soft reboot or a dramatic tone shift of littlest pet shop and like season four feels like everyone is starting to answer questions rather than just keep being just a fun show for kids. Like, like that's why I said, like, this episode isn't, like, it, it's fine for not answering questions because it does answer a question. And this is the first episode of the series, of the, uh, of the series. This is what, <laughs> this is the first episode of the season so, of course, they're just going to line up more questions to just try and head out of the park later. So that's why I don't mind that as much. Season 4, in general, feels like it's starting to answer these questions. And it wants to answer these questions or give us, like, closure on these things. It wants to, you know... Make sure everything ends up in a nice little package. And, like, the journal also, like, kind of sets this off as well. It's basically, like, the Journal 3 equivalent of this show. Like, it's not in every episode, but it is, like, kind of important. It, it does play a part in these episodes, the episodes it's in. However, since this is the last season, and as I said before, it ended because it got cancelled, some of these questions or some of these plot lines that it might set up or have already set up remain unanswered. I'm not going to explain which ones or talk about the ending in great detail, None of that, but I'm just going to say what that means for this episode. 
So this feels like they really wanted to go big. They wanted to do more. And then that opportunity was taken away from them. And you might ask, why didn't they fix up everything when they knew they were going to end? Well, production takes a while. And it was only one month before this episode aired that it was revealed that this would be the end. So, I don't think they had the time, the energy, or the means to, like, fix everything. Even if they, like, knew... Like, like even if everything wasn't done... I don't know how much they could have fixed because I would assume by this point they're at least halfway through the season production wise like at this point I think they have 13 of the 26 episodes fully made at least I could be wrong I'm just guessing. And the worst part of it is, is that this is a great setup. It's coming off the heels of, like, the Pet Fest, which is, like, probably one of the biggest things Blythe has ever done in the show. And, you know, she might get a liking to it or try to figure out how to do more of that but she also gets distracted by the pets and also it comes on the heels of the shorts which the last one was about figuring out what's next and it doesn't fully come through I feel like like this this season's problem is that it's beginning to like do all of this it has a goal that it's aiming for and it just misses the mark it just misses due to probably like like the higher up saying no okay that's all I have so Another warning, not a spoiler warning exactly, but like I do feel like a significant amount of season four, not all of season four, maybe not even a majority of it, but a good amount, a significant amount of like season four of the pet cast is going to be me trying not to unleash the beast on my opinions on the last episode until I get there we're also dropping little bits like this and like that might be a bit of a problem but I do want to at least watch the episode again because maybe something will change Maybe it lines up those shots better than I thought it did. Maybe, maybe it is worked on so that it's a little more satisfying than I remember it being.
Anyway, that is it for the Littlest Pet Cast. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when uh, it is not the health club. (laughs) And be sure to tune in next time for the episode Pitch Perfect. I will see you then.